um, when when I was uh, when I was faced with this word, um, and, and I just I'm I'm going to try to be brief tonight. I've, worship is so good, man. Thank you again, worship team. Y'all just let us into the presence, and um, <clears throat> if Holy Spirit didn't speak to you during that time. Well then, I hope that he does, and I pray that he does during during the next few moments as I'm as I'm preaching. But I love that song here again because it just reminds me that God found me in a place, and He can find me in any place. Come on, and and so it doesn't mean that when when we say meet us here again, that doesn't mean that you're falling into sin. That doesn't mean that <clears throat> that you've you know walked away from God or anything like that. And you need God to meet you again. What what that means is God meet me right here, right where I'm at. It could be in church. Come on. It could be in at work. It could be uh, at this season in my life or in that season of my life. But my prayer is God meet me here. And I hope that that's your prayer because we don't ever want to be a group of people that just loves God on Sunday morning. Come on. We don't ever want to be a people group that just does church because it's a tradition. We want to do, we want to not just do church, but be the church. And that's an everyday uh, thing. Amen. I better not get off on that because I'll preach. I'll preach the wrong message or maybe it's the right. I don't know. So listen, there is a word that uh, when, whenever Joe Harris texted me, he knows I'm at church. <laughs> there is a word um, that when someone says it, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. And the word is next. Can you say next? Next, if you're at the DMV, next is a great word to hear. Because you've probably been there for four and a half hours already. Come on. But if you're, if you're at the dentist's office and you're finna get a root canal, next might be a scary word. Come on. And so next can be a great thing. It can be a freak you out scary thing. And there have been a few points in my life where God said that word to me. He said, next what does that mean? That means next thing for you. We're going to do the next thing. I've got something for you. Listen, God does not, I, I believe this with all my heart, God does not ever just put you somewhere, put you in a, in, in, in a role and just like, good, that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's not what my God does. My God is a God of growth. My God is a God of life. And so there always comes a time where in your purpose, in your calling, in your walk, where God says that word, next. It's time to do the next thing. Come on, and if we look in the Bible, uh, there are places where people got really freaked out by next. Come on. And they didn't want to do the next thing. If we look in the Old Testament, they, uh, the, the, uh, the Isra uh, Israelites had camped out at the foot of a mountain. And it must have been a really great mountain because they wanted to stay there. Come on. They were there so long, someone had built a Dollar General. Come on. And they wanted to stay there. And they couldn't. God said, next. It's time to move on. It's time to move into the next thing I have for you. And here's what happens, family. When we don't move into the next thing that God has for us, things begin to start drying out. And we all of a sudden we wonder, well, I don't know why in the world. I just don't feel like I'm, I'm as close to God. I just don't feel like I'm working in, in my purpose and my calling. Because maybe it's time for you to move into next. And so tonight we're talking about next. Um, have you ever, I know this has never happened to any of you guys, been ill-prepared? 
you were not ready. You weren't ready. Um, when, when you were a kid, you went to get your shots. You were not ready. And if you had a nurse that was a jerk, they would say, I'm going to count to three. And they would say, one, boop. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, the first roller coaster. I wish Wendy was here because she would laugh. Anybody ever been to Six Flags? What a dangerous place. What a dangerous place. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm a safety first kind of guy. Let me tell you something. Safety is the safest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when I go to a, a theme park, I'm not a big amusement park kind of person. I don't like waiting in lines. I don't like being out there in the hot sun. It's just a mess. But I go and I look at these roller coasters and I think, I wonder when's the last time they inspected that. And I'm looking at them. I'm looking at people. They're going over me. And I'm thinking, humans are not supposed to do that. And then, so we go to Six Flags, and I'm walking around, and I see all these big metal roller coasters, and I'm like, metal's good. Metal's a nice, hard thing. And then I look at this one, and y'all, it's made out of wood. (laughs) This roller coaster looks like they built it in the Civil War. And I'm like, why? Why do we want to go on that? But I, I, I was tempted by peer pressure. I was at the ripe old age of... 14, and I had to impress some people. And so I decided I'm going to do that roller coaster. And listen, we get on the thing, and it starts going up, and it makes a horrible sound. Terrible. And you get up there, and there's a big drop. And Wiley Coyote is sitting there looking at you. And I'm like, shut up, Wiley. If you've ever been on this roller coaster, you know what I'm talking about. And I reached, and I grabbed his, I grabbed the man next to me. I grabbed his hand. I mean, laced fingers and everything. Because I did not want to die alone. And it dropped. I was not ready. I was not ready for what was next. And uh, I want to, if you've got that video ready, I want to show you guys a video. Make sure the volume is turned way up so they can hear this is about what it looked like. I was not. Do another look? No, 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 no. No, 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 no I'm good. <laughs> look up, look up. Up there. Yeah, up, yeah. up, up here, man. Up there. Get a photo. What you do for work, so you know? I'm uh, civil engineer. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's talking. Civil engineer. <laughs> what, what flavor? Like road, <laughs> road, building. Oh, he's dead. Train, uh, uh, building. Looks connected. Which one? See, that's, that's connected, right? Can you full screen oh. it? Yes, yes, I'll yes. let you double check everything. Yes, please. I was also studying to be a civil engineer. That's it, yeah. I didn't make it. So I'm doing this instead. Yeah, we're all just... He kills him. I, no, I designed this. <laughs> <laughs> he kills civil engineer. How long will it take? <laughs> About so many 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I just want to um, keep my mind busy. Can you double check, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have we time. Can. Yeah? No, we can. <laughs> we could. But we're not going to. We're no, no, but I'm serious. No, seriously. So yeah. I have we, to could, we could double no, check. Hold this one to we here just choose or not this to. one? This one. Hold that one right there. Yeah. And we're, we're a bit behind on time, so I'm just going to take your safety off. See that your okay. safety's off. But they changed the time. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Let's, let's, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, wait, wait. 
So just like uh, just like this gentleman, I was not ready, man. I was not ready for what was next. But let me tell you something tonight. I want to just help you with this. You may not be ready, but God is. Come on. You may not be ready for what's next, but God is. There's never a point. There's never been a point in time where God had to take a break and say, well, wait, wait, wait. I'm not ready. Hold on. I'm not ready. That doesn't happen with him. Come on. God is always prepared. God is always knowing. He knows what's going to happen. Come on. It's not like us. We get freaked out and we don't want to dump we don't want to jump into what's next because we're nervous about what's next. We don't know what's exactly going to happen and it freaks us out when when uh, when we don't know. But that doesn't happen with God. God doesn't uh, he doesn't experience points where where he's uh, unknowing, where he's not prepared, where he's not ready. God is always ready. He's always prepared. Now, look, there may be a point, uh, there may be a time of preparation for us. Come on. There may be a season where God is growing you and preparing you to get you as close to ready as you can be. I don't know if anybody is ever truly ready for anything, but you can be prepared. Come on. And there is, I believe that there are seasons of preparation that we go through. God doesn't have to do that. Come on. God doesn't have to do those things. God is always ready. He's always prepared. Um, God loves life. He loves growth, success, blessing, and happiness. He wants us to achieve those things. He wants us to grow and find our next. So the first thing I want to share with you tonight is uh, God knows your next. Uh, We can read in Psalm 147, and this is kind of a practical example. And it says, praise be to God. He heals the brokenhearted. He bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. You remember we talked this morning about that picture from the James Webb telescope. And if you looked at this picture, there's <clears throat> in the picture there are literally hundreds of galaxies. And each one of those galaxies is full of hundreds of thousands, maybe billions of stars. That's crazy. A crazy amount. And God, Psalm says this right here, that not only does God count those stars, which is something we cannot physically do. We cannot, science can't. They can make an estimate, uh, but they can't actually count each star. Number one, because we can't see far enough to see all of them. And number two, because who can count to a billion? But God can. And not only does he count them, not only does he know how many, but he knows them all by name. And he created every one of them. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Uh, so we can, 
we can estimate the number of stars. And I can't even read this number. Listen, math is not something I, I do um, as, a, as a recreation, but it's, uh, it's a lot. It's <laughs> 10, okay, this is the number, 10 raised to the 21st power. Okay, that's, that's one with 21 zeros behind it. That's an estimate of how many stars that we can see, come on, that are out there. Not only does God not know their number, but he knows them by name. There's an estimate that this amount of stars is equal to the amount of grains of sand on all the beaches on, over the entire planet. Genesis 22 says this, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. That kind of, man, that, that blew me away that those two things will be compared in our Bible. God knows you're next. And so we, we don't need to be super afraid. Listen, fear is a natural thing. We talked about this a little bit this morning. <clears throat> when you're getting ready to move into next, you get nervous. And those nerves are, are, are normal. Those nerves are natural. That's not a problem. It's when you begin to let your mind be hijacked and taken over by those worries and those nerves and you stop trusting God. Whenever um, <clears throat> I was, I began to feel God moving me towards stepping into this role of ministry, I got really nervous and I got, I was scared, church family, I'll just be honest with you. And I, and I kind of ran from it for a little bit and I said, God, I'm not the guy. Uh, uh, have you met me? <laughs> like. I'm not the guy, I'm not smart enough, and I'm not, God, I'm not pastoral. And let me tell you what God did, and I want to share this with you, because some of you, you may be struggling with next. You may be struggling with uh, the next step in your walk with God. Maybe you feel like God's calling you to step into uh, more ministry in the church. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe you feel like God is calling you to step into an expanded role of ministry in the church. Maybe you feel like God is, is, uh, is calling you to begin ministering outside the church. Come on, begin to start uh, some kind of ministry in our community to impact our community in some way, and you're freaked out by it. Let me tell you what God did uh, for me. God sent his people to confirm what he was speaking to my heart, and it's so powerful. And listen, I was afraid and I was worried, but when people came to me and they, and they began to say, J.B., I feel like God has given me this message. It became really, really difficult to ignore. And so two things. One, if, if you are struggling with that next step, I want you to just pray that prayer. God, give me confirmation. God, send someone my way that can counsel with me. And I believe that God is good to do that. And the second thing is, uh, church family, if the Holy Spirit gives you a word to speak to someone and it lines up with Scripture, don't go around saying crazy stuff, okay? If God gives you a word and it does not line up with this, don't then be careful about saying it, okay? <clears throat> but if God gives you a word to speak to someone, don't keep that to yourself. Don't just hide with it. Don't just 
make it something that you don't ever share because God's trying to use you. The Holy Spirit has given you uh, a gifting and ability to speak into someone's life. And I think we all, you, listen, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a televangelist. Come on. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. God's called you and God uses his people to speak into other people's lives. So uh, God knows about your next. So don't be freaked out. Uh, don't think that you're out there by yourself. The second thing, I want to share with you is God prepares you for next. Think about Noah. In the time of Noah, there had never been a flood. A lot of people make the point that there likely had never been a lot of rain in that place. And so when God said, hey, I'm going to send a flood, <clears throat> Noah probably had to go Google what a flood was to figure it out. But what did God do? Did, did God say, hey, I'm going to do this, and then wham, it just happened? No. He gave Noah time to prepare. He gave Noah directions to prepare. And if we look throughout Scripture, there are many, many examples of people that, that God took into seasons of preparation where they took time. And sometimes it was a long time. Sometimes it was a short time. Come on. Uh, for Noah, it was, ye or, uh, for Moses, it was years and years. God prepares you. Uh, our time of preparation may be long, may be short, but I promise this, regardless of, this, of the time frame that we look at, that time is worth it. So the next time that, that you're, you're down there and you're, you're working and you, you feel like you're just kind of grinding out things and, <clears throat> and you know that you're in that time of preparation, remember that, that God does prepare us. That when you're going through something and maybe you're frustrated, come on, maybe you're ready to just say, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Remember that God uses those times to prepare us for next. You need to be ready for your next. And the third thing tonight, God does not just know about your next. He doesn't just set up your next. He doesn't just plan for your next, but he also provides for your next. Um, Matthew 6:31 says, "So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat?" What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give everything you need. Uh, guys, I want you to just grasp the power of that statement from Jesus. When we seek the kingdom of God first, when we seek righteousness first, all the other things uh, start to fall into place. Have you ever heard someone say that? They said, well, I was praying about this or I was doing this and things just began to fall into place. Uh, there's a ministry family I know that uh, 
they're, they're getting ready to move to take on another role. And, and they told me that. They said, well, we began to pray and we began to seek God and things just started falling into place. <clears throat> That's the way that God works with next. And so uh, literally everything we do, maybe you're worried about a job situation. Come on. Maybe you say, I, I feel like it's time for me to switch careers or do something different. Well, when you seek righteousness first and just trust God, things begin to fall into place. People begin to show up. And I, I know a gentleman that was, was, uh, was getting ready to, to try to change careers and he was worried about it. And so what did he do? Did he just go and run out and quit his job and do a bunch of crazy stuff? No, he kept working, doing the best he could and praying, God, show me a way. God, if this is the right thing, show me, speak to me, God, and just seeking righteousness. All of a sudden, randomly, he thought it was a God thing, someone just in his path, and the rest is history. And so I want you to, I want you to do that. <clears throat> and, I mean, this goes, I, I love this, these verses from Matthew because they go for so many things. Come on, a lot of us here, <clears throat> there's a lot of married folks here, but if you're not married, this is the best dating advice I could give anybody. Stop getting out there on the hunt and being so hungry. Come on, because that's when we get into trouble. When we get desperate in our relationships, can we bring six flags back up? Red flags start looking like six flags when you're real desperate, okay? Let me say that again. Red flags that you see start looking like six flags. It looks like something fun over there when we get super desperate. So what, what do I tell, especially young people that, that want to talk about dating? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek righteousness first. And watch what happens. This is what God does. So let's say there's one person. We off on a marriage sermon now. <laughs> Listen, let's say you're seeking God with everything you've got and you're, and you're just making your way through, li through life. Guess what? There is another person out there seeking God with everything they've got and they're making their way through, through life. And I believe that God ordains meetings. Come on. And so all of a sudden those two people meet and I believe that's where a beautiful and uh, God provided relationship can, can begin and flourish. So that was free. Y'all didn't ask for relationship advice tonight, but you just got it. Listen, when we seek God with everything we've got, our next begins to happen. The next thing begins to happen and, and it begins to take shape and take form. And listen, you young people, you've got so much potential. This is why I love Next Generation Ministry, because there's so much potential. You guys have more potential than everybody else in this room. Listen, and everybody else, I'm not throwing you under a bus, but these guys have got more time to not make the same mistakes that all of us have made. And so you have so much potential. Come on, hear that from your pastor tonight. You have so much potential. God wants to use you guys. And so what do we do? We seek the kingdom of God. We seek righteousness. When we don't know what's next, seek righteousness. God begins to provide. There's a story as I'm closing tonight. <clears throat> a gentleman and his son were going to go worship. And they started making their way up to the altar where the worship would take place and they had to make a sacrifice and listen there's a there's a 
when we, when we talk about this in Sunday school, we, we picture this son as a little boy. That's not the way it was. The son was big and grown. And he knew that there was no sacrifice. He knew that there was no animal to be sacrificed. He knew that. But in faith, son and father went anyway. And let me tell you, God provides. When we press on in faith, God provides. We all know this story. The son wasn't sacrificed. God provided. God provided the sacrifice. And church family, that's just an example. When we stop freaking out about what's next, and we stop, just like the guy in the video, man, he was trying to stall those guys. He was saying, stop, stop, stop. Let me tell you something. Double check the safety. Come on. Sometimes we need somebody to just push us off the edge. Sometimes we need that push. And I believe that God provides those people. Maybe you've been that person for somebody. But listen, God makes a way. When we pursue righteousness, when we press on in faith, God makes a way. There are so many of us, a lot of us here tonight, you can testify to that because you've seen God do it. I've seen God do it in my life, in my family's life. And I believe that he's not done doing those things. I believe that my God's a provider and that we will rejoice thinking about the good things that he's done and we'll rejoice in the future when he continues to do good things. God provides. God makes a way for your next. So if you'll stand with me real quick, I just want to pray together. I believe that we all have next. And I believe that God is a God of next. God doesn't, God doesn't just want you to just be stagnant and nasty. Come on, you know when you were a kid, you got in trouble if you would leave things full of water in the backyard because that's mosquitoes, right? God doesn't want us to be that nasty, still, stagnant water. God is a God of life. He's a giver of life. He's a sustainer of life. He's a creator of life. And I believe with all my heart that God is a God of next, that God wants you to grow. Listen, am I saying that you need to, maybe that God's calling you to some big, huge thing. You're going to be a big televangelist and you're going to write books. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that is what God's called you to do. Or it might just be that God's called you to step up your prayer life or that God's called you to pursue the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God calls us all to next. Let's pray real quick that we could recognize that. God, I just pray tonight that you would reveal to us our next. God, that you would right now, in this very moment, that you would begin to point towards next, that you would begin to give an urgency to our hearts. toward the next thing for us, God, the next plan that you've got for us. God, if it's a big thing, if it's stepping out in ministry, God, if it's stepping, uh, if it's going deeper in devotion, our devotion time, God, if it's growing our prayer life, God, if it's leaning into, into our family, God, into our spouse more, you're not a God of stagnation, God. You're a God of life. And I just pray right now, that 
that you begin to impress upon our hearts, God, the next thing that you want for us, the next calling, the next purpose, God, the next passion that you want to give our hearts. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you, God, for the good things that you've done and for the good things that you're going to do. We believe in you, and we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Church family, can you say with me tonight? Amen. Family, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, Thank you for being here this morning and tonight for hanging out with us. I pray that God blesses you this week. I pray that you have opportunities for ministry this week. Go in.